Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find other people like you, and you will be validated, and I will tell you things that will leave you with your mouth wide open. First order of um, assignment here is to explain myself. I haven't been feeling well, not COVID or anything like that. Um, Ladies, I'm 46 years old, so you guys get it, right? (laughs) I know you men get it too. Um, Just, if you know, I've been having female issues, so I haven't really been able to record anything. Um, First, I want to welcome my new listeners, of which I seem to be having a lot. Uh, just a little shout out to, thank you so much. Um, really switching platforms is exactly what I needed to do. I thought I, I was doing fine, but I could have been doing much finer. <laughs> All right. Um, and then thank you to my loyal listeners. And I know there's a lot of you and please follow me on Instagram at escaping narcissistic mothers. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes. Okay. So what am I going to talk about today? Um, I actually, I'm going to let it happen. I'm not, I don't have anything planned. I'm going to tell you my situation and then I'm going to kind of talk through it because I still haven't given it as much thought as I didn't want to give it much thought because I wanted to kind of think it through with you. You know, when I talk, I know there's no one else physically in the room with me, but I feel like there's so many of you there that I feel like, wow, you guys are listening and maybe some of you could even give me insight. And sometimes just talking about it out loud gives me insight. And I'm going to give you an, uh, an idea of what, what this is going to be about. It's about when you pretty much don't have contact with everyone on the narcissist side of the family, in my case, my mother, and then, but you kind of have contact with one person. And then something happens with that person, which requires you to be there physically, be present because it's, it's a good thing, and you don't know how to handle it yet because... Things, all these things go through your mind as to how do I handle having to maybe see that person's parent who you who you haven't talked to in years and you don't want to see or his grandparents. And, and I'll explain. So I cut off all ties to pretty much everyone on my mother's side of the family, which is a very small group of people. It's her sister, her sister's husband, who honestly, he's innocent, but you know, I can't talk to my aunt's husband and not talk to my aunt. Um, my cousin, which is their son, who is a complete narcissist and in limbo. And I'll say limbo because I've never really cut them off. Especially one of them. He had two sons, my cousin. Uh, two sons, two kids. Uh, a son and a daughter. And they're close to my age. My cousin is 20 years older than me. So his children, his son is 40, gonna be, uh, gonna be. He turned 44 two days ago. 
His daughter is 40. And so I grew up with them. At one point, we lived in the same building in New York City, so we were very, very close. Okay, so all of my childhood memories is are with them, you know, are with these two people whom, even though I have this big thing happened to me, finding out that I had three siblings I had no idea existed, these two were my real siblings. I loved them and loved them like my brother and sister. It, it was the three of us. It really was. It always was. And unfortunately, when I moved to Florida, they moved to the East Coast. And I, my mother, chose a house in the West Coast of Florida, which, yes, it exists. Believe it or not, there's another coast. <laughs> Which is not Miami, right? So, for those of you that are not great with Florida geography, and I do this not to make you feel bad, I didn't know either. That's the thing. I live on the side, uh, Naples is on this side, Tampa is on this side, Fort Myers is on this side, it's, the, it's southwest Florida. Okay, what people know is Miami, Fort Lauderdale, right? Orlando's in the middle. Um, so just to give you an idea, so we moved to the west coast of Florida, and moving here really separated me from my family. I was closer to them when I lived in New York and they were in Florida than when we moved to Florida. So, anyway. I had, um, I've had a, a, a bit of a complicated relationship with my cousins. They're very, um, into their own lives, you know, very concerned about their own lives. And, and at times, it had been years and I hadn't talked to them. And it was fine. I, I never really got upset about it. I, when I did see them, it was like time hadn't passed. These, these were my brother and sister. That's how I felt. And that's how I still feel. So, my cousin, the one who's 44, the boy. He's not a boy, he's a man. Remember that? Uh-huh. I'm talking to myself there. <laughs> he, um, he has never been married. He doesn't have children. Um, because he had a very complicated relationship with his father. Not a surprise. Not a surprise that he's been the most supportive in this whole thing with me. Um, and the only one I've really talked to. Um, talk to and talk to things I, I talk to him about other things that are not related to our messed up parents right we, we still talk like normal people um while talking to his sister is more complicated right it, it's been more about what's happening with my parents and her having a hard time believing it and all of that so I've kept her at arm's length, um, and with him I try to keep a little bit of an open door, because I just love him so much. And on Christmas he sent me a text, which was surprising, because he's usually not the one to send the text first, and I sent him a text back, you know, and he tells me, because I did my DNA, 
when I found out I had three siblings, I wanted to know if there were any other others out there. I did my DNA, and um, and I've been asking him, you know, do your DNA. It's really fun, and you know. And he said to me that there's, he found another relative with, you know, through DNA. I'm like, you did your DNA? We're not related? Because he didn't come up on my matching list. So he realized that he, he had to tell me quickly, and he sent me a picture of an ultrasound. He's going to be a dad. That was the best Christmas gift I could have gotten. Because I had... I had it in my head that he wasn't going to get married. He wasn't going to have kids because that's what he told me. And I believed him. I did. I, I, I knew that he was psychologically and emotionally in a place where he, he didn't want kids. And to hear that he's going to have a kid has been the best thing I could have heard. I began to sob. I called him and he's laughing as I'm on the phone crying so, this is my problem. I am not, not going to be there. Right? So, I am going to be there. After this baby is born, the baby is due mid-spring, let's say. I have to go over there and I have to to see the baby hopefully by then or you know whenever it's safest you know once I've gotten the uh, COVID vaccine and it's safe I have to go and I have to meet this baby now they have of course they have their own place but that doesn't mean that sneaky things can't happen right like oh she's coming maybe I'll invite her parents and they make us be in the same room now I don't suspect that's going that he would do that only because he lives in the same city as his father and I have seen him leave his grandparents house those are my my uncle I know it's hard to follow I'm sorry but his grandparents are my my uncle because his father's my first cousin <laughs> so um we've been visiting we had, you know, years ago, and, and he heard his father was coming, and he left before his father got there. This is not an unusual situation. This has happened. There's a blue car parked outside my house. I don't like that. Oh, it's a delivery. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I was waiting for the delivery person to leave. Um, so... I was talking about the relationship being complicated as far as who's who. So, the problem is this. When I go visit the baby for the first time, what do I do? And they still don't have an answer. I was hoping in the process of me explaining the situation and have an answer. But I would love it if you guys, um, in what, I, I don't know if it's Google or Apple Podcasts, if you could write comments that would be really great if you have an idea of how I could handle this situation without being confronted. Of course, I would tell my cousin, please don't tell anybody that I'm coming because I don't really want to see 
his grandmother, which is my aunt, or his father, for sure, I don't want to see, because his father, his father's ex-wife was the Queen of the Flying Monkeys, I would say the Wicked Witch of the West, um, was the one that really, really messed with me, and I don't want to see her, because... I do not want to see her. <laughs> I think a lot of you can understand why, why I'm saying that. Uh, she made my life very difficult. It's going to be a year ago soon. Um, so, because I don't want to not be a part of this. This is something, first of all, unbelievable. Never thought it would happen. Second of all, I love my cousin, and this is going to be... A baby that is needed in this family. We need new blood. Um, my cousin's grandparents, all f- four of them are alive. They're 90 or above, but they're all alive. And that's amazing, right? As messed up as his grandmother is, uh, that's an amazing thing. They all got to be alive when he announced, I'm going to be a father. You know, that's unbelievable. So, I still don't know how to do it. I have to do it. I, I, I have to do it for me. This is not an obligation. This is, I need to, for me, I need to be a part of this baby's life. I'm not going to take that away from myself. I'm not going to punish myself because of these people. So, I just imagined that I would tell him, you know, you you understand you have left your grandparents' house in order to not see your dad. I would also like to do the same with this situation, if you could please respect that and and just kind of make sure that, you know, whoever it is, that they're not around it. And his, with his, if his grandmother shows up and his grandfather, which they won't, but because they would don't go anywhere. I wouldn't... I just would say very little. That's all. But I don't want to see his father, for sure. I don't want to see his, his ex-stepmother. And I don't want to see my parents. And that's for damn sure. Because if my parents show up, I'm leaving altogether. Like, I leave his house, pack my stuff, and leave, leave the East Coast. Just, I'm gone. I'm out of there. I don't want to be in the same... You know, I mean, I live in the same city as they do, but just knowing that they're, you, you know what I'm saying, they're close. Um, this question has also come up, and, and I'll bring it up now, and I'll do another episode about this, with um, when these grandparents start dying, even the ones that are not related to me at all, and it has nothing to do with them, but if they they die, and I, and I, and I know about it, and I know the funeral where the funeral, when the funeral is, I need to go, right? These are people that I grew up with, even though they're not related to me, right? My cousin's mother's side of the family is not related to me at all, and I'd have to go, but if I go to their funerals, who am I going to run into there? And never mind that, my own aunt is going to turn 90 in April. My uncle turns 90 in a few days. These people are going to die soon. And those funerals, definitely my mother is going to be there. And all of those people I don't want to see. And believe me, I've thought about that too and don't know what the answer is. I would go 
and I, and you know, I'm breaking my own rules out of obligation to my aunt's funeral or my uncle's funeral. Why? Because I, like I said, I care about my cousin, and he was basically raised by them. So I would have to go. I can't say I'm not going to go to their funeral. I have to go, or I'd lose the only person I've got. Alright guys, so there, this podcast is not really going to give you too much information, although it can validate something that may be going on in your life as well. Like, how do we balance being no contact and not wanting to see some people and then having a situation where you might be thrown into having to see them? How much punishment do you give yourself? You know, do you not participate in... Or the, the birth of a child because of them. Well, it depends on you and on me. And in my case, I know I have to be a part of it because it's something I thought would never happen. And I, and I want to be a part of it. That, that, that little boy is going to be a part of my family for, in my heart. Alright, guys. I hope you're, you're doing well as well as possible. We have to give the big old finger at midnight tomorrow um, because 2020 is going to be gone. And forget all the stuff that you read that 2021 is just an extension of 2020. 2021 is going to be our hope. It really is. I know that we probably went from, you know, 2019 into 2020 thinking about the same way. But 2021 really is our hope. They are already giving out vaccines in Florida. And I know um, many of you are experiencing the same thing. The first um, round of vaccines are being given out. The hope is there. The hope is there that our lives are going to have a sense of normalcy again soon. Really soon. This vaccine has come out extremely fast, which I know some people are afraid of, but it our lives are going to go slowly back to some sort of normalcy. Even if we still wear masks, even if we still distance, but things will be open and life will start to look normal again. And we need that so badly. I know I do. I, I desperately need it because I have a baby coming into the world and, and not my own, you know, my cousin's baby, but you know, so happy new year and boy, do we need a new year, don't we? Right. And for a lot of us, we need it for more than just COVID. So happy new year to all of you. I'm sending you my best wishes and happiness and prosperity and love from here in Florida. I love you guys. Thank you for for listening and until next time.